0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor and I'm really excited about this week's guest. She is a creative consultant and DJ. Welcome, Emrit.
1: Hi. Wow. I love your radio podcast voice. It's very sexy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I literally, it's like the vocal fry is so bad at this point. I, I, when I edit my own audio, I want to kill myself.
1: No way. I love your voice. I love your voice. And I love that you have a potty mouth because it's so unexpected.
0: <laughs> literally. I also feel like the fact that it does kind of add this little shock factor does encourage me to also continue having a potty mouth. Cause I'm like, I like how, how off guard people are taken when I'm just like, Oh, well, fuck that. They're like, Oh my God.
1: But the thing is you only do it on your podcast. Like I feel like you don't really do it on your stories or your, or your feed.
0: Well, the thing is, is that on my podcast, it's like a really cool group of people who like literally are amazing. Like the podcast community is super cool, super open-minded on Instagram. I, you know, it's just so many people who don't really know me, and they'll come on my feed, and they'll be like, "You're Muslim, and you're cursing," and like, yeah, I don't like that. Wide, gonna attack you?
1: Yeah, Instagram's like a wide like net, and then I feel like your podcast probably is like they're subscribed to the bullshit, like they know what they're here. for. Yes,
0: so exactly, and that's so why that's I why I'm excited it. to be on here. Woo, let's go. I- I honestly don't know how it's taking me this long to even have you on, genuinely, because like you, number one, speaking of voices, I fucking love, anytime you talk in your stories, I'm immediately turning up the volume because your voice soothes me. Wow, like, it, really, thank it, you. It's, it's the accent, but it's also like the way you speak. I can't explain it. It's just very soothing. Um, I have also, a like, like
1: weird hybrid accent and no one wants to claim me. So like Australians <laughs> are like, Australians are like you you don't sound Australian and you've lost your accent, which I definitely don't feel like I have and then English and then people always think I'm English, but English people are like you're definitely not English, so I'm just this like I don't know, I guess i I have my own own
0: like, <laughs> I mean on yeah like like same for me though, because I will say a lot of people are like, oh, like I guess yeah, you sound American, but like can't really put my finger on like where you're from, and I'm like. I guess I've lived in a few places, but like you've lived in a few places too. Like you were born uh-huh. in Singapore, right? Yeah, it's crazy not that many people know that
1: about me, but um, I was born in Singapore and then I ended up in Australia because that's where my mom's family was. And also, my sister had like, you know, an operation when she was young, really early on. And she got the operation in Melbourne and we stayed at the Ronald McDonald house. And then, like, the healthcare was better there. So we yeah. ended up like going to Australia, but. I was in a I was in Singapore till I was like 9 and then I grew, yeah. and then I like grew up in Australia. I feel Australian. Like I don't feel connected to Singapore. Like there's no part of me that feels like I'm from there, which is weird.
0: I mean, I just, the reason I remember like it, it really sticking out to me that you were born in Singapore is cause I lived in Malaysia for a few years. And so Singapore and Malaysian culture are pretty similar. And so I was just really excited. I'm like, you know what Singapore is like, which is wild to me that yeah. so many people don't even fucking know where Singapore is. I'm like, how, what, where, but no, like, I mean, I definitely think you sound very Australian, but then again, mm-hmm. I'm not Australian. So I love but my Australian
1: I, accent. I never want to lose it. I'm really proud to be an Australian. So like, I, I, am- I always get offended. When people are like, you don't, you've lost your accent. I'm like, no, yeah, I haven't. Like, I go full on. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like reclaiming my sound. No, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think, yeah, if I were to be like, oh, Australian person, it would be you, the first person that comes to mind. So um, I'll fight anyone who disagrees with that. But you moved to New York. When you, how old were you when you moved to New York?
1: Oh, hun, a lady never tells her age. What do you mean? <laughs> um, I moved to New York. I've been, I was there for like almost, I'm bummed because I missed um, my 10 year mark. Like I really wanted to claim that. Oh so I'm right under, I was there like eight, no, almost nine years. And then I just came out to the West Coast. Like I still have a place in New York. I'm just chilling yeah. here for now because, you know it's nicer to be out like with space and in warm weather in the pandemic, but I'm definitely a New York gal. And yeah, it had been like almost a decade. So I did admit so,
0: it. It's so funny that when I saw that you were in LA for the pandemic, I was like, Oh, did you move there? And you're like, no, babe, I'm a New Yorker. Like I don't live here. This is temporary. And I was like, all right. <laughs> well, I
1: also, I live with a wonderful, wonderful person named Maud. And, it had I like I haven't had a roommate in a really right. long time, except for like you know guys that I've been dating, whatever. But yeah, I haven't shared my space with someone in forever. So like, if I really was like moving here, I'd get my own crib, and I. And so this is nice because, like, I have my own kind of space here, like my own bathroom and room, and, like, we share the communal study balcony living room. But, like, it's good because now I feel like I can go back and forth and not really worry because, like, I have a good setup here and I have my place in the Lower East Side still. So I'm just going to – when, whenever the world opens back up, that's, like, my plan.
0: I mean, that's really nice. And honestly, I was like thinking because I have a few friends, like mutual friends, even that in New York right now, and I'm like, this is probably going to be really rough for them, because it's starting to get really fucking cold. So like being outside isn't even an option, like outdoor dining and all of that stuff. It's just really, really tough. I know, for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, it's just like a really difficult time. And like, I would imagine that I would want to go somewhere where I can like actually be outdoors because like there's the options are so limited of things that you can safely do during the pandemic and most of them are outdoors
1: exactly and also for me because like I grew up in Australia I'm used to having space and good weather and being in the water and I really was in New York for work as much as like I love living there so much of my reasoning for being there was I work in music and nightlife so when everything shut down I was like okay this is the one opportunity I get where I can just try west for a little bit and yeah enjoy that because you know I think change is really good and really important and like it it was a blessing in a way because I got to experience this year I never would have really I don't think I ever really would have come out here um I was going back oh, yeah. to class, but I don't think I would have moved like in this way so it's cool
0: And like, how do you like, like, I mean, I know you're temporarily there, but like, how is it living in LA? Like, I mean, living in New York is like an experience, I think, unlike anything else. Like I truly, like, I think it's amazing, but I also commend people who live in New York because it is a completely different lifestyle to I think what most people grew up being around. So what's the transition like for you being in LA with like kind of this very different slow paced lifestyle? Well, it was A very,
1: very hard transition, to be honest, just because I'm also like a go, go, go type of person. My lifestyle was always like, get on a plane every few days, two or three gigs a night, go to a show, go to an event, this and that. And slowing down was so difficult for me. I didn't even realize the speed I was going at or functioning at
0: and i mean you're literally you were somewhere like every weekend like you were in a different country state like you were traveling all the time it was crazy
1: i didn't really like this year gave me perspective into how much i had done because i never really took a moment to process it or like really right. acknowledge it and so that was it's been nice slowing down like i i go to bed early now which is kind of wild for me because I'm oh God, I to like 2am is my DJ set time normally, you know, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for the world to open back up. But I'm, I've also been like enjoying this for what it is, because I don't really think there's any other time in my life where I'd get to like, chill at home and go to the farmers markets and cook and surf and just be so super chill West Coast gal, which I like. I'm loving
0: it. I love it. And and yeah, it's, it is such a weird thing where it's like, at first you're like, wait a second, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all this time? But then like, as soon as we're kind of getting used to it, I feel like things are going to slowly kind of get back to normal. And I'm like nervous about that, like the things getting back to normal aspect because I feel like I don't know, like, I'm like, I'm a homebody now, like more than ever before. Like I don't, but I also feel like, you know, muscle memory and all that, like once things go back to normal, I'm just going to like, probably be like, thank God. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Cause I, also. I think it'll go two ways.
1: Like it'll go come back with a bang, but also it'll take a minute for everyone to acclimate. Cause it's like, imagine just like walking around maskless, hugging people and like
0: oh my you know, god, crowded
1: rooms. It's a little, it's, it's like a weird thing to think about now I don't
0: know I can't fathom like there are just certain things post-pandemic that I think I will never be able to get over like blowing out birthday candles disgusting can't think of anything more gross it's funny because like you never think about stuff
1: like that no right but I but but the question that I'm always getting is like so how are you finding LA like now you know you moved to LA like what's it like I'm like well I moved in a pandemic so like I'm not really running around out the house doing the most. Like, I, everything's sure. still kind of shut. And, like, I, I feel like I haven't really experienced it yet. So I'm excited for everything to open back up and me ex- actually properly experience it. Because, you know, I was here, like, once a month for the last couple of years. But I I never really had a base like this. Yeah. So I'm, like, ready to explore, like, the West
0: you know? I mean, definitely. I mean, I love California. I feel like it's so beautiful. And that's the thing. There's so many places to go in California that even just like, if you're going into LA for like work and stuff, like you're not really like experiencing all of what California has to offer. Cause it's, it's just so wild to me how big California actually is, but
1: I'm just experiencing uh, that now. Like I've been doing like, you know, Oh, Palm Springs. Yeah. And I didn't realize how Mad, like easy it was to do all these things like oh hi's an hour and a half away like that's really? wild to me yeah and you can go out there and like ride horses and it's it there's really nowhere in new york that you could just drive for an hour and a bit and then you're somewhere completely new right and like be disconnected no. i don't know it's 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 been really fun and i think the beautiful thing about this is actually it's made us appreciate what we have because I never was someone who looked inside America for vacations and stuff like that. Like I'd always leave the country. I'm like someone who leaves the country, any opportunity I get. And so this has been nice for me to like actually really, see. and and then like the America I've seen has been from touring. So it's not really like I'm experiencing those places. It's like I'm in there for two days and then it's sound check and, um show and then I leave so so this is this has been cool and also you know what I'm really excited to do is date here because I haven't like I'm newly single well not newly single I've been single for like a year now but I'm excited well, to really new male term. prospects <laughs> yeah yeah Are You dating I think, I think- I've dated everyone I want to date in New York so <laughs>
0: so i'm glad that you did the the beautiful chef's kiss transition into dating because that's what i really want to talk to you about so amrit has been doing this kind of dating series on her instagram stories it's amazing like literally you pick the best questions i don't know the, the questions are also really good but like the way you answer them i was just telling you before we started recording that like they're actually good advice but also the delivery of them is fucking hilarious so like Thank I'm you. really excited for more of this. But I was going to ask, like, have you been dating since you've been in L.A.?
1: Well, OK, I'm going to address this in two parts. So I think and I, the feedback from a lot of people have been, it's not the advice, but it's the delivery. And I'll tell you why. I never do a second take. So I always post anything that I record. Like, even if it's a blooper, I'd be like, no blooper. Because I want the <laughs> advice to be candid. You know, I don't want it right, to be right. like um and and that's and I had a couple of uh, my roommate was on Mod was on it yesterday and uh, a friend Dimi had popped in so I put him on the story too and I was like okay guys we're doing first takes so like don't say anything you don't you don't want out there but um wait and then the second part was am I enjoying dating and like I have, feel like I haven't really done it yet like I'm not an app person or like I'm not an Are online you on the app, though? I am on the apps but I don't I'm just an in real life person. I've never really had to be on the apps like that because my work is so social, right? So I meet new people every day. I never really had to look for connections digitally. And so this is the first time I've really been on apps like this. And then I get super disheartened just because like, not even disheartened. I just think I'm so content with my life right now. Like I have a really great group of friends here and like a very nice quarantine circle we keep it small and we're all getting tested once a week so it's like we have this circle of trust where it's like we're not really expecting anyone to be going out and like meeting that many new people and like breaching the circle of quarantine trust so it's like my my dating has been really limited and like it's like once in a while and then I'll kind of like I just get bored because like I don't have that like chemistry or in-person interaction to sustain the experience, you know, I'm really big on body language and I'm really big on, um, energy and the way somebody, you know, so much of communication is non-verbal. So like the way somebody tips the waiter, the way someone, um, orders off the menu, how somebody orders their drink, like little things like I can pick up so much from the way somebody moves. And that's just so lacking on an app, right? Like I can't get that read from, photos and like a few quotes so
0: I don't know but I I like 100% agree
1: but I do like that I've been meeting people in new spaces because like typically I feel like I get caught into this like industry bubble and it's been nice to meet people in different worlds like I've been really enjoying that or even just conversations because like it doesn't always translate like to meeting really I haven't really met that many people if I had it'd be like less than I could count on one hand the amount of, like, at people I've met this year. And um, no bad experiences, but, like, yeah. I'm definitely more of an in-real-life person. But what about you?
0: I mean, honestly – I feel exactly the same because genuinely I cuz I just feel like on an app it's also just like okay like even if the guy's hot it's like okay then what like you know what I mean like d- that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like you like I feel like personality body language like you said like even the way they like interact with like the waiter or even the way they like you know whether they're on their phone a lot like things like that that's what makes me attracted oh, to someone Yes, the phone oh is my a God. huge
1: one for me. Like I, the last person I was kind of casually seeing, not the last, the one before actually. My huge issue with him was like he would wake up in the mornings and look at his phone before he acknowledged me, and I'm like, "Hello, I'm a hot, sexy, no. beautiful, naked woman in right. bed," and right. you pick your phone up before you even like look at me or give me a kiss on the cheek or acknowledge my presence, and. It really blew my mind. And I'm a very confident, secure person. It's taken me a lot of work to get there. Like I'm in therapy, like I meditate, like, I, and you know, I'm in my 30s. So I'm like very comfortable in myself. And I know a lot of other women who would feel a type of way about that and not say anything. Like, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I communicate Bless that you. Thank you. It was a cough. Um, I didn't want to say, I, it's you know, you cough at COVID age, but I've had COVID. So, you know,
0: LOL. I love how like there's like so much shame around coughing. And so, now, I,
1: know, I-, I-, I really miss holding it in, LOL. But um, do you have, do you feel like you have a type?
0: No, absolutely not. Like if you look at every guy I've dated, it would just leave like fucking question marks everywhere. Like nothing adds up, nothing makes sense. It's very fucking confusing. I definitely, when I was younger, I did have a type. I loved brown boys. Like loved boys. Which is it. funny like, because you culture. haven't
1: you haven't met you haven't Daisy, yes, but you've not dated a Muslim, right? You haven't. No, I ha-
0: I have dated yeah. Muslims, unfortunately. God help me. Um, I think I asked dated- you in <laughs> Turkey. I asked you in Turkey. Yeah. You date- and you were like, no, I- it doesn't have to
1: be just that.
0: Right. So I'm, I'm definitely open to dating outside of the religion, or I I think I was, I tested it out because I was really kind of like, well, I don't want to limit myself. But then after kind of, you know, dabbling in that, I would say, I was like, I think that maybe my life would be easier if I stuck to Muslim guides, but it was just like something that I like, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't closing off my options to meeting someone who really felt like, you know, the right person for me. But then also, and this is going to sound like I'm incredibly fucking jaded, but then I realized like all men are kind of the same. So like, if it makes my life easier to date a Muslim guy, then so be it.
1: You know what? A friend of mine actually gave me really good advice this year is to write a list Write a list of what you're looking for and then separate that list into needs and wants. And it was Ooh. the first time I ever actually sat down and thought about a ch- like a checklist and then like what was a deal breaker and what wasn't. And for me, what's it, Well, when it comes to like faith and religion, I can't be with an atheist. I don't care what your faith is um, right. or I don't care like what your religion is or your upbringing you just have to believe in something
0: that I, so- I I think I agree. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I've dated an atheist. I was in a really long-term relationship with an atheist and it was, it was hard it's and hard wait, I kind of didn't
1: expect. Yeah. yeah, It's not. And, 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 you know, I respect everybody's views and beliefs, like agnostic. Exactly. I can do, but like someone who flat out is like, I can't, I look around this. I look around the earth and the universe and the world and, and just think, and have no explanation as to I mean the big bang theory but like you know I don't believe in a great power like
0: kind of lo- depressing
1: it's depressing and I love the idea of being accountable to something you know yes. like someone's watching someone's expecting you to be good someone's expecting you to like be a good person and like I think at the end of the day all religions basically have the same premise which is to be a good person so for sure
0: yeah Um, I mean, and that's definitely something that I also, like, I wouldn't have known when I was younger and, like, through, like, experiences and through dating. Like, I also am a huge proponent of, like... I think that regardless of like how a relationship ends, I really feel like for me, I'm always looking to it as like, I learned so much from this, like even through like all the bad shit that goes on. Like, it's like I learned a lot about myself and like what I want moving forward. And that's something I think that also comes in your thirties that I really fucking love is like, I feel like I have a better idea of myself and like what I want, but I'm really interested to know what was on your like wants or like needs list. Oh god, because I want to make one. I want to make one now.
1: It's funny, my uh, it's uh, a girlfriend of mine, Steph, and my housemate Maud. We like cracked open a bottle of wine and we wrote, we spent the night writing. And as we drank more and more wine, (laughs) the list got longer. My list was definitely the longest, by the way. Um, and um, let me actually pull it up i have it in my phone because
0: i sent it i'm literally going to make one like i hope you know that emma like make- i'm 100% going to make one because i also believe in manifestation and i just yes, feel like me writing too. it out yes writing it out is like just that step that you need to take but like it's interesting to me because like i i've never actually it's so wild that i'm 31 years old and i've never actually sat down and thought like what do i want in a partner. Like, I had never like, done like, are, either. Like, it
1: seems like the most basic, simple thing. Like you're looking 100%. for something. What do you want? I and it's like, and and the nicest thing is now any new connection that I have, I know straight away what that how to approach that because of the list. Like, is this someone I would marry? Is this someone I would be with potentially long term? Like, how do I approach this encounter based on the things I know I want and need? and like you know little things like f- deal that deal breakers that wouldn't be obvious to other people because like obviously there's like i want someone who's kind and loyal and has I'm not addicted to adderall yeah i mean <laughs> but just just throwing out things that are on my list while, while believes while we're monogamy, you know but like yeah, then there are yeah, also yeah. things that are specific to me like i need someone who's an animal lover because i have a dog who's a very par- big part of my life or um I'm also an angel An angel, and I need someone who's very confident and secure because of the line of work that I do. They need to be okay with me traveling and like being in in male dominated spaces a lot Mm -hmm. of the time, and like understanding that a lot of what I put online is is it's, it's a brand, you know, and like, even though I'm very much myself, I'm pretty unfiltered and I'm very candid on social media, almost to my detriment, LOL. Um, Same. But, but, you know, like that person also has to understand that. So it's like, they have to be open-minded in a way where like, they're like understanding of these things. But it's cool because like, now that I have this list and, and it was funny doing it with friends too, because while we had a lot of similarities in our lists, you know, with the basics, our wants and needs were so different. It was, it was, it was interesting. Like it's
0: That's a very a good really exercise. Activity. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's like a fun activity to do with your friends and just kind of also like it, I feel like it's also a learning experience about like who your friends are and like what their general wants and needs are. Cause I also feel like a lot of things that I expect out of like a partner to a degree would expect also out of like my close friends as well. Like just certain things, like just understanding. I think another thing is like, we were bitching about like, you know, guys who are on their fucking phone and how annoying it is. I remember like when I was dating a guy, I would tell him like, dude, why are you always on your fucking phone? But when I would be on my phone, when I was actually working, like I'm not dicking around my phone, like I'm working. He would like try to throw that back in my face. Well, you're always on your phone. I'm like, I'm literally doing my job. Like literally in order to do my job, I have to be on my phone. And I promise you, I won't be on my phone for a second longer than I actually have to be because I don't want to be on my phone like all the time. Like unless it's like literally if I'm taking a quick picture, I will say I have a compulsive need to take photos of everything that I really feel like is a problem that I don't mind though. I kind of like it because I have photos. I do too. I
1: do too. And you know what? Like it's not just of myself it's like of everyone and everything like this morning I sent a friend of mine a video that I made of him a year ago like I love the footage I have of people and um I'm someone who's on my phone a lot when when it comes to capturing content because I want the memories but I don't share all of them and I don't and I think when you're someone who's very open on the internet people assume they get everything when like Mm-hmm. I don't actually really share that much of my life like I'm someone who strictly doesn't post my significant other like I don't okay. do like feed posts of that I like it maybe in a little bit of close friends um stories like if you know you know and you might catch them but it's like the last person I was in a long term relationship with you know I remember one time like I it was his birthday and I posted it like three stories and then I was about to post it for fourth and he goes oh that's enough and I was like what do you mean and he was like you know it's a lot Amrit and and it, it made me what? realize no no I know like like to his point of view is it made me realize like while we choose to put all of our life online other people don't yeah. and like gotcha. if you look at it yeah tweet, he's not someone who like posts photos of himself or eat posts photos like of personal things like that like he never really was a poster like that so yeah that's fair um, I respected I actually really respected that because like I was like it gave me a good reality check I was like yeah that that's that's fair like while we choose to subscribe to everything that like comes with being that online personality or like being open in that way the person we're dating might not have that same viewpoint you know
0: This episode of Arab American Psycho is brought to you by The Doe. The Doe is a digital publication sharing anonymous stories to promote civil disclosure and provides a platform to lesser-known, often marginalized stories. The Doe publishes unfiltered narratives from verified anonymous sources, drawing attention to a broad spectrum of viewpoints that encourage readers to confront their own biases. Each month, The Doe explores new themes— December's theme is and beyond, which honestly feels very fitting for the end of the longest while simultaneously shortest and weirdest year ever. I came across a narrative titled, I am addicted to the digital world and was instantly like, yeah, I gotta read this because I'm an internet girl and I'm constantly asking myself, am I addicted to the internet? This narrative is written by a young man who shares his experience trying to healthily navigate the online ecosystem. He writes, what is addiction? Are you addicted to work if you opt for overtime whenever you have the chance? When work inevitably becomes optional, as automation and AI takes humans' place in the workforce, what will we do with our time? It seems likely that people will start going on social media more, playing more games, and watching more videos. Are these things bad or natural post-work activities or both? I found this narrative to be particularly fascinating as I am someone who spends most of my time on the internet and you probably found out about this podcast from the internet and I really encourage you to read the rest of this narrative as well as the other amazing narratives that are available on the Doe's website. I've linked this narrative in the episode notes, but you can also visit DOE.com. That's T-H-E-D-O-E, like a female deer, dot com to read more. Thank you so much to the Doe for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the conversation. It's so funny because with one of my exes, it was a complete opposite where he was like constantly like felt Can't like I was ashamed of him. Uh, yeah. Cause I, and I was just like, first of all, I'm Muslim. I've like, experienced that I too, it. by the way, but continue. Yeah. But yeah, like I was just like, first of all, there's that. And then also that is something that I will, for even if i even if it wasn't a muslim thing i just wouldn't want to share too much of a relationship a romantic relationship online because i'm just that type of person i'm pretty private about guys that i'm dating in that way like i just don't feel like it doesn't matter how badly i think he's like i want to like flaunt him or whatever it's not even about that it's just about like it's something that i feel like is very private to me and i just don't like sharing and you want to protect
1: it look like Things that are precious need to be protected. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like now I would need to at least be in such a good flow with someone. Like, at least a year – we we had, like, a year together where it's like, okay, we're unbreakable now. Like, we got this so, like, we can slowly open it back up up to other people. Because it's like once Mm -hmm. you invite people in to have – an opinion they have they feel entitled to every aspect of that so then so then it's you break up and then you owe people an explanation on why things didn't work out and like people then interject on like the dynamic of like your situation and this and that and it's like I didn't ask for your opinion on this you know so I think just to be safe like I've always been someone who wants to like protect the ones that I love the most so and, and as, and I you know, like we really. get so much shit from being online. Like I would not <laughs> want to subject my partner to that.
0: Like, Oh my God, the shit that you get. I feel like it's ugh. funny whenever you post like a screenshot of like a weird DM you get like, um, on like your close friends or something. Like it's always just like the weirdest shit ever. Dude, it's interesting I, to me. Like, I the, do the DMs people insane. Get.
1: like, and I think <laughs> it's because I orbit this world of like music that's like kind of hip hop rap, like. Very sneaker driven, so it's like a lot of like young fourteen year old dudes, or like people who are mostly like either sending me dick videos, or like right, or like what do you think of the new Travis Scott? Like it's just very like I have a lot of clueless young men on my stories, which is why I'm really enjoying doing the dating questions. By the way, because like in in getting these submissions, I've realized that people really need guidance <laughs> and, oh, and, like, and am I like a sex therapist or a relationship counselor or like qualified? No, I always give that disclaimer. This is my opinion. And, um, that's all that it really is. But I'm someone who spent a lot of time observing human behavior because in my line of work as a DJ, I'm present at so many social gatherings and I'm always working. Right. So a lot of the time I'm sober because if I drunk at every gig, I'd be an alcoholic. So I'm someone who right. spent so much time observing the way people interact, right? I see who comes together. I see who leaves together. I see two people in a room who have come together but, like, arrived separately. I know people – I've seen people leave together in secret. I've seen guys shoot their shots at women, like, vice versa, women at women, men at men. Like, I'm. I, I've been – observing human connection for you know I've been DJing for for over 12 years for such a long period of time nightlife like I see the way that dynamic works and from those observations I feel like I can I'm someone who gives pretty good advice like that's feedback I get all the time so I was like you know like during the pandemic when I was born I was like fuck it I'm opening this up to the public like it's kind of fun I'm enjoying it and then it just snowballed but like yeah it's, it's it's I mean funny if, because if, now the DMs are crazy even crazier than ever.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine, but I do want to ask you, like, what's your position on shooting your shot? Like if you meet a guy and you're interested in him, are you gonna wait? Or are you just gonna like let him know? Like what's what's your kind of go-to?
1: Oh, I let him know. <laughs> I'm very okay. forward because like you only you you know, you only miss the shots you don't take. And I really don't think you have to do that much. Like all you have to do is say hi. Like, that's literally... I oh, saw hi. that. It's the simplest thing. Like, I say hi all the time. Like, the other day, I was at Airman, <laughs> and I... Oh, my God, I hate myself for saying this. I sound like I'm really from L.A., and I saw this man who I know, who I always thought was attractive, and he was jogging, Um, and I just was like, hi. Like, I stopped him, like, while he was running, and and he, he like, initially was surprised I spoke to him, but then later he came to me and was like oh you know I actually really wanted to speak to you but like I probably wouldn't have but then you said hi and it's like a lot of the times like people are just looking for an in you know and if you just say hi like it's the simplest way of breaking the ice and then someone feels comfortable like I'm I'm a really big believer in like I want to be pursued like the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll say hi, but then I'll I'll let that person do the work in getting to know me and taking me out and
0: like pursuing
1: me. But I'll I'll give them an in like any day, you
0: know. I feel like I need to start DMing more men and just saying hi. But the other thing is, is like oh. again, like <laughs> you were saying in the beginning of the conversation, like I'm. It's very rare that I'll come across someone online, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I really want to talk to this person because I've never met them, so I have no idea how I feel about them." Like again, I'm like, "Yeah, maybe they're attractive, but like, I also don't don't want someone who's on social media
1: like that." So that's the problem, because like, so for me, that's like a turn off. Like, I don't want someone who's
0: like, it's a red flag in my opinion.
1: It's it's like kind of an unattractive quality to me is and, and and you know like look I always say there's only room for one struggling artist in the relationship lol I'm not a struggling artist <laughs> but like there's only room for one star in this relationship and that's yes me. I was
0: just gonna so, say that and honestly you online <laughs> there so, can only be one star there could truly i really believe the stars be are star us really truly it's, oh it's it's us we're the stars something that i clear. loved about my
1: um my long-term ex and like by i and i'm a pisces so i'm a lover like i am on good terms with all my exes i think i view similarly to you of every relationship as a lesson and so i i don't yeah. really i don't have any bad breakups or any um I, there's no one who if I saw I'd cross the other side of the street or like wouldn't speak to or would ignore like I'm just a very like open person in that way so but the one thing I loved so much about him was that he wasn't online at all like when I was trying to stalk him I couldn't find his profile because he had all just photos of like chairs and like New York street streets and I was like is it this guy like I don't even know if it's him like I, I had to like really go all the way back. I found that that was such an attractive quality, honestly. And I also, swear like, the hottest shit. Also, guys who are very much online, like, I don't like their online presence because that means they're following girls all the time and leaving comments on girls' shit all the time. And, like, I just, for me personally, like, don't do not like that. Like,
0: I, I some people are okay with not, it. It's because of our social media presence, I think, is another reason why it's such a big kind of turn off for me it's because I'm just like I just feel like both of us doing it then it seems like we're trying to be like an Instagram couple and like that makes me want to vomit
1: yeah and also the thing is like I, I know what goes on in the DMs or I know what what goes on when someone likes your photo or leaves a comment Like I know the intention behind that so I don't love it when I see someone I'm interested in doing that because I'm just like oh no like if you, I mean yeah it bother, it's bothersome to me so but then um I was talking to another friend who had a differing opinion and it gave me really good perspective which I love because I love to be I love discourse like I love to be proven wrong and I definitely. love to hear the other point of view and because everything's subjective like dating is dating love life it's, oh, completely. In, in, yeah and he was like when I'm with a woman he was like I make that person feel so secure she knows that there's nobody else." So if I'm liking someone's photo or if I'm leaving a comment, it's to be nice. And and that was such a and, – and he said it in such a genuine way that I was like, oh, maybe I'm jaded. I was like – because he was like, you know, I follow friends. So, like, if I'm liking a friend's photo, like, to me, the intention behind that is just supporting them. And I yeah. was like, I was like yeah. that's really sweet. And that's why I, I don't really have an issue with, like – this was a hot topic yesterday in my stories – and funnily enough it got the most feedback um like and comments was about uh, someone had ri- written into me like how do you feel about my my boyfriend wants me to cut off my ex my current partner wants me to cut off my ex we're we're friends like what do you think and the and my two people who I had Maud and do who I had on the Uh, On the show, on the show being my Instagram (laughs) stories, LOL. Um, You're the show. It is is the show. It is the show. And my life is the show, honey. I was born into show business. But but they were like, no, I, I totally understand that point of view. Like, I would respect my partner. But to me, I was like, I would never ask someone to do that. I would never ask someone to cut off their ex. Like, in fact, I encourage people to amend things with their exes because I think that if you have hatred or bad blood or you ignore someone or block them that means there's something there and love usually means I mean hate usually means love like if you care that much to like have have this animosity against someone like I don't Mm -hmm. think you need to talk to your ex every single day but like I would never ever expect somebody to cut a person out of their life because I think once loved always loved the love doesn't really go away it's just it, it becomes something else and like if I'm with someone I trust them enough to know that that that's just a friend, you know, and they've made me comfortable enough to know that that's just a friend.
0: I, it's so interesting is because when I was like, in my early twenties, I definitely was like, fuck no, don't talk to your ex. Like, no, fuck that. Like, just very like everything is very black and white. Like, no, if you talk to your ex like that, just weird. No, don't do it. And then as I got older, I realized, like, no, it's actually kind of fucking weird to suddenly just act like your ex no longer exists. Like, especially if it was an amicable breakup. Like, I think obviously when like cheating and stuff like that gets involved. But even like, then, it, but even
1: then, like I uh, like I'm really close with an ex who we basically broke up because he cheated on me and because I think people change and that's the thing and I've also done stuff I've also handled situations in my life where I'm like I could have handled that better
0: and, oh definitely and I like could we're have all have lear- and we're learning
1: so it's like I would be so disappointed if every single person who I made a mistake with cut me off from their life like obviously there needs to be growth and and things are about intention so like if if I come to someone I'm like look I handled that so badly I'm really sorry like I I should have treated you with more love and respect like I would love I in an ideal world like it would be so nice if that person could move forward with me because like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not perfect nobody is right and like and that's why even like the partners that have have like There's a reason why people do everything. And I'm I'm like – I think that's – it's the Pisces in me. Like I'm such a compassionate person that I can always see the other point of view. So I always
0: end up letting people back into my life. I just always do.
1: Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's actually a really good thing. But like – and ideally, genuinely, I would love that. Like even one of my exes who really fucked me over sometimes, I'm like, damn, I really wish – I could like have him in my life in some way but he's just such a toxic person and I know toxic gets thrown around a lot but like genuinely toxic person that I'm like I actually really can't let you in my life in any capacity because oh and you you always have to look after yourself first by the way exactly yeah. but I but I but I feel you on like yeah just wanting to see that person grow and like I agree with you just because the relationship ended it doesn't mean the love just like dissipates I think that the love just kind of evolves and changes and it, you know even even genuinely people who have fucked me over, like I don't wish like bad things on them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I hope you're doing better. Like I hope, you know, maybe these habits that you had, maybe you found a way to cope with them in a healthier way than, you know, the way you coped with them when we were in each other's lives. But also, yeah, like I think, it is nice to be friends with exes, I will say. I think it's fun. Like, every, like, when you talk to them, like, once every year or some shit, it's just so nice. It's like an old friend. And so there's it's like something very. You like, don't share it. with other people, like, a, mo- a specific
1: yeah. time or moment in your life when there's that he, th- that person's the only person you can share that with, you know? But, but also, listen, like, when you need to take space, take space. Like, like, I'm taking space from someone in my life right now who, like, I very, very much cared about, and like they hurt me to a point where I was like, and I'm not gonna ignore it. Like, I don't really ignore someone because I think, like, yeah, I want to be available when people reach out to me. But I'm like, I just need a beat, you know? I need a beat to like get back to not being mad at you, and then we can be cool again. But, but it's like it's, that's I, I fine. Think that's that's a normal. A healthy way
0: to handle it, honestly.
1: Yeah. And and it's like also, you know, sometimes I feel like even if someone's like. I can't be in a relationship or like, I can't give you this. I can't give you that. You can still be kind and you can still be nice and you can still be aware of what your, your actions may not be reflecting what you're saying. So it's like, there's always a time and a reason and a rhyme (laughs) Um, to be like, I need a second from this. But it's like, it's not because I don't still love you or care as a friend. It's just like, whoa, like I need a boundary. I need to set boundaries, but I'm not someone who like really cuts people out of my life like very much if I've cut you out of my life like really cut you out of my life like unfollowed you like don't speak to you when we're in the room like you've got to be like a really bad person like you've really got to like
0: you know and and that's the thing like I, I for the longest for the longest time I was very much so like because i'm very compassionate and i'm very empathetic and i try to always like imagine like the wor- like putting myself in that person's position and trying to take into account like maybe any stressors that could have factored into their bad behavior or whatever and for the longest time i was very much against cutting people off and then i just did like a complete fucking 360 where i was like if you do anything to piss me off i'm going to cut you out and that went on for about a year and i think i was just like in a weird place where i also felt like a lot of people who I thought were like, you know, really good friends of mine turned out to not be. And I was like, that's disappointing. Fuck you. I don't want you in my life anymore. But I think also now I've come to a place where like finding like a happy medium where like you said, like, it's not like I'm going to ignore your existence or if you text me, I'm going to like ignore it. But at the same time, like it's kind of, prioritizing myself and my boundaries and realizing that maybe you don't respect those boundaries. So kind of keeping that in the back of my head at all times when like interacting with that person, like, okay, I know this, this, and this about them. Maybe they've changed, maybe they've grown, but also I need to protect myself. And it doesn't need to be like in an extreme way where it's like, I can never speak to you again. Obviously it's situational, but like for the most part, it's never really that bad. And
1: I think because both of us seem to approach these experiences like a lesson. So it's like whether Mm -hmm. someone's there for a reason, forever, for a season, it's like at the end of the day, there was a lesson. So you don't Mm -hmm. ever resent them because you learned something from it. Like obviously, and and my therapist, Georgia, loves to say this. She always says, let's not repeat an old story. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, so you might not want to, you may not need to learn the same lesson over and over again like, you know, hopefully get it the first few times, but usually you can take something new away from the experience and that's just life. Like,
0: Oh, definitely. And I also think that like something that I've learned as I'm like getting older is friendships, relationships in general, they evolve and they change. And it's, it can be really, really scary. Like someone who you were really close with and maybe that person isn't really kind of growing and changing at the same speed as you. So maybe you guys don't really see eye to eye anymore. Like you can kind of like back away from that friendship and not feel like that's the end of it, but maybe like it will resume at another time. Like maybe your paths will cross again type of thing and not putting so much pressure on it to like, no, like I have to make this work for sure. And also it's like
1: at the end of the day, All you can do is be transparent, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, I feel like the crux of the advice I end up repeating, repeating, repeating. And it's the approach (laughs) that I have to like friendship and love and dating. It's like transparency. Like you might not hear it immediately. Like I might not be like, I might not tell you straight away, but if you hear it, you're going to hear it from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you how it is. So it's like, the thing is, I don't have like an ego where I have a hard time saying like I have feelings for you or sorry this isn't working out and people really struggle with that like people like like ghosting to me is such a weird phenomenon. like it's it's so
0: so, fucking rude it happened to me for the first time
1: this year because like this is like the first time I've really dated like this like I haven't you know it's the first time I was really single and like first time I was really on the apps and first time I was really like kind of putting myself out there someone ghosted me and that shit was so hurtful I was like yo like all you had to do was hit me up and say like we're not on the same page and so now I make a point as soon as I like I know I'm not interested in someone or we aren't on the same page or like that person doesn't meet my wants and needs I'm like I always say like listen like you're great but this isn't this like I would love for us to just be friends Um, Mm and it's always met so well by the way people always take it so well it's really crazy that's amazing because I think sadly like no one provides explanations anymore like it's like easier to just disappear and I'm like no yeah
0: that's what it is it's easier
1: yeah it's it's but it's also so easy to just be like by the way hey like I can't do this anymore or like.
0: I mean, I completely agree. I don't understand what the problem is with like communicating your feelings because then there's no, you're not, you're giving the person clarity. And I really truly believe in like, like, I don't, why wouldn't you want to treat people the way you would hope to be treated? You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't kind of get that. And also, yeah, like if you're not into someone, like I was talking to this guy through, that I met through the apps like earlier this year. And I noticed that he was kind of like doing the fade away kind of thing where he was like slowly pulling back. So oh, I just hate like, that. literally, called, I just called him and I was like, Hey, listen, like it's okay if you're not feeling this anymore. Like it's fine. Just like, just let me know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to do this weird fucking thing. Like, you can let me know. I will be okay. Like, I, I'm not relying on you solely for my entire, like, self-esteem. Like, I'm good. Like Honestly, just, if that's wanna- my pet peeve. Like, when guys try to
1: make, or anyone, when people try to make you yeah. be the bad guy or you do it, it's like, mm-hmm. just own it and, like, mm-hmm. call it as it is. Like, the last person I was dating at the top of the year we were super like on and then towards the end, like we had a few hiccups and then he started like basically like I, I called him out and I was like, Hey, are you talking to anyone else right now? Because like in the beginning that was not our agreement and he was like, yeah, I'm keeping my options open. And I was like "Bet." I literally walked out his apartment and never hit him up again in a, in a romantic way. Cause I was like, You made me be the bad guy and break up with you when all you had to do Mm -hmm. was be like, we're not on the same page anymore. Cause it's like, trust me, if you want to go there, I'll go there too. It's just like you literally like shifted gears and didn't tell me. And that's whack. Like just tell someone like, just be like, by the way, like we aren't on the same page, you know, it's really not that hard. Um, And that's
0: the thing. I think people are really scared of, rejection or like or not even that they're scared of like losing you I think as like a person but what they don't realize is ultimately they're gonna lose you if they're not being open and honest like if you had agreed to only be seeing each other and then this person is seeing other people like that's not really respecting your feelings and like if you if you have a change or of the art, agreement like
1: agreement we had you know what I mean it's like right, you just right. tell me then because and actually something that a question somebody asked me recently which I was like, "Wow, that's really good." I'm going to take this moving forward was um what he was like, "What are you looking for so I know how to approach you?" And that was such a good way to to position it because it wasn't telling me he wanted this or that. Like he was just like, "What are you looking for so I know how to approach this? Is it casual? Is it a long-term relationship?" Like it it kind of opened up the like the what are you looking for, but he didn't outright say it. So then I felt comfortable to say like you know, like I'm looking for this or that, whatever. But it was like that question I'm going to ask every single person I see moving forward. And the other question I always love to ask is, is there anyone else who would feel a type of way about us hanging out? Those two questions. Oh, are Oh, like, that's a
0: good question.
1: Yeah. Those two questions I think like are very, very important to ask because
0: yeah. <laughs> then I, I think for a lot, especially for, women we assume like oh he's not talking to anyone else like I really I assume the opposite no no no. I, I think <sighs> like when we're when women are younger they have yeah, the idea where yeah, we're like yeah. he's just as into me as I'm into him yeah. and then you get older and you realize like no 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 honey baby sweetie he's probably talking to like five other girls like you just well, need to
1: <laughs> that was a really big culture shock for me as well because like I'm from Perth in Australia so like it's a small it's not as big as a big city as New York, right? So like there's Mm -hmm. accountability to your actions because like you can't really run away from like, you can't ghost somebody in Perth. Like I'll see someone (laughs) like, I'll like know you through a friend of a friend or like this, there's a, there's like three venues everybody goes to. So like, I'll run into you somewhere. Like you can really just disappear here. So it's, like, because America is so big. So in the beginning, like, when people would just be, like, super reckless with their behavior and never be accountable, I was, like, what the hell? Like, or talking to a bunch of other people because, like, you can't really do that to a certain degree there because, like, it's it's so small that you have to be accountable. Here it's, like, you can really have, like, four different girlfriends or three different girlfriends and no one will know. Like, it's incredible, really. But my other thing with that is, like, I've had more time now to like date around, but back when I was like really working and maybe it's just, I'm a workaholic. Like I don't know, but I never had the time. I never, right. I would never have the time to date. Around. I would love to date around, but like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like responding to this many texts and giving this many people my time when I'm already so busy, like I do not have time for this. Like,
0: it's also just it's emotionally taxing I think like, I like I don't know about you but I feel drained anytime I go on a dating app because like I'm like okay I know that this won't progress unless we have a conversation so like I know in my mind that that's how I will be able to meet someone during this pandemic because like that's just the reality of like the fucking world right now but like just having these bullshit conversations and like 90% of them are like just like dumb, small talk. It's so hi. Like, it's, uh hi, how are you? And I will, and I, I'm literally like, I just, I don't even say hi. I don't say, how are you? I literally just say like, so tell me about yourself. Like, just who are you? What, what like, what are you all about? And what like, apps do you like, some, by
1: the way? What apps
0: do you, well, you apps like? None. none. I, I will, I will be honest. <laughs> there are, there none. are none that I like. <laughs> But I'm on. I'm basically on all of them. You and are
1: I, So so you. Have a, will. So you can give it like. So okay, I'm gonna. I love this. I'm gonna interview you now. So I'm gonna say an app. <laughs> this is Amber and then Joe. and then this is welcome to the show. Um, thanks for having uh, my guest, nor Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna say an app, and then you're gonna give me one word to describe that app. Okay. Okay. Because okay. okay. yeah. I am not on the, all the apps, so I I, I want to know your thoughts. So uh, Tinder.
0: Oh, I'm not on Tinder. Let me clarify. When I okay. say all the apps, I don't mean Tinder. I'm not on Tinder because it's a hookup app.
1: Right. Right. See, but like, isn't it funny that we all have that <laughs> understanding? Like I, I too am not on Tinder by the way, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a Raya account for a really long time. I've been on Rye since it was in beta. So like, the funny thing about Raya, you
0: invented Raya
1: I invented (laughs) Raya no my friend was involved he got me on and then basically Raya never deletes your account so that shit stays on forever like to the point where my last partner who I was with for three years was like bro your account is still on Raya I was like (laughs) people send it to me I'm like I'm sorry like it just I've sent them so many emails they do not they keep that shit there forever that's fucking weird and it's annoying because it's like a lot of the profiles I see on Raya. I'm like, I know these people have girlfriends. Like, if you click on their page, it's like, that's true. That's true. it's a photo of them and their girlfriend. I'm like, why is this account being showed to me? But I like to look on Raya just for fun, like because you know it. It's, it's, it's fun to snoop around. It's entertaining, but I don't find real connections on Raya.
0: I Do and you? also like I think. No, no, absolutely not. So it is just like? one of those so apps. You like? it's, I, that's the thing. I don't really like any of them, but the ones that I, I feel like I check, I think most often is Hinge. Okay, I I'm on Hinge, Hinge now too. Just, just yeah, so recently on- joined. Well, the thing I like about Hinge is, like, it'll just show you all the guys who are, like, interested in you, and you can just, like, literally sift through, yeah, like, people who are, like, interested in you, and, like – and I feel like it depends on, like, what the guy says. Like, if he just, like, likes something that you said, I'm like, well, he, like, you know, whatever, but, like, if he says something funny – Like I like wrote something in my Hinge profile, something about like my love language is like sharing music or some bullshit like that. Or like, I don't know, like, uh, like uh, share music with me. And like, that's how like, I'll know that like I'm into you because I really, I want to not be the girl who judges a man based off of his taste in music, but I'm physically incapable. Like, I feel like it seems like an immature quality to keep in mind, but it's really not, it's important. I think good people have good taste in music. All the good people, all the best people I know have really good taste in music. So I don't know. I think there is a correlation between the two things. But if a guy then like sends me music as a response to that question, I'm like, okay, so he like literally went out of his way to like, go find a song and send it to me. And like, that's kind of cute. I like like, that. That's
1: great. That's the cool thing about Hinge is like this, this thought starters, whereas like whereas an app like Raya is like it's image driven it's completely superficial it's Instagram so you can't get a you can't do a gut check like I can tell from reading someone's hinge questions like what they're looking for and the type of person they are and I I haven't used like Bumble or any of those other ones so I don't know I'm
0: on Bumble but like uh like Bumble I definitely don't check it I would say like I check Bumble like once every eight weeks like so Bumble's
1: Bumble's the woman reaches out, right?
0: Yes. But also here, so here's my, like, I love how I'm like, this is a therapy session now with Emira. Um, but like <laughs> my problem is, is I, I have no problem going for it. Like if I'm interested in a guy, like I will fully fucking go for it. And for a while, I started realizing that like, I guess that would be considered to be like masculine energy, right? Even though I think that's fucking dumb, but like whatever. And a lot of guys really don't like that. But then so for a while, I was trying to like, you know, sit back and like wait for shit to happen. But then I realized I was like, but this is who I am, like as a person, like I'm not going to just fucking change myself. If a guy's threatened by my quote, unquote, masculine energy, then like that's not a guy that I'm interested in at all because they don't they won't like me. Like it's just it's not going to fucking work. So the thing that I do think is cool about bubble is that you do like make the first move. So I think it takes a certain type of guy to be okay with a woman making the first move. Like I think that, that that's hot. I love something about a man same i i've literally in every probably every relationship i've ever been in but also for me the thing is is i think a lot of times guys because i i'm muslim and i wear like a hijab like they're kind of like they don't know what the boundary is so i also like make things clear like no i'm interested too because i think a lot of times they are they're kind of like which it definitely comes in handy like 100 it, it's like a little protective shield like i feel like i'm that fucking harry potter invisibility cloak like type of situation like where it definitely does like I'm not interested in someone it's a really cool tool to use to right. make them go away
1: that's how but at the same
0: time I do feel like I have to make the first move, but I, I love making the first move. Like, I don't know why I just, it's a power move and I think it's hot and I like it.
1: I do too. You also don't have, the move doesn't have to be much. It's just high. <laughs> and it literally just high. Cause if you, cause like, I, I almost feel like I'm kind of put off when guys hit on me. Like, cause I, cause, cause I think Same. it happens for us. Like we're so used to getting that energy that it's mm-hmm. like your defense comes up like yep. immediately so it's almost like sometimes when someone's hitting on me or approaching me I always shut it down before I even like look to see if I am be interested because I'm so turned A on the percent. behavior and then I have to like stop myself and be like hey like why am I being so jaded like why am I shutting this down before I even, even like looked to see if that would be something I'd explore but
0: that, that's why I, take I mean, my, my sister would agree with you my sister would 100 percent. she's like what the fuck is your problem every guy who approaches you you're like grossed out by them and I'm like I can't explain it like and and, and you just explained it perfectly like I think we're used to it happening often So a defense so when mechanism it happens, yeah you're like just go away please stop talking to me but so what so
1: are you going to go out with the guy who um who beat cancer or isn't it was finding the cure for cancer the doctor from the by the way if you guys haven't heard the last episode on with some dating uh if you're new if you're new to this podcast because you're here for me you should definitely listen to the last episode because it's iconic and, and amazing really can you can
0: you just like just host the show from now on can I just like pass the baton off to you because you're doing a great job um it's funny I'm not sister married
1: an Indian doctor my younger sister so she checked all the boxes to the point where my family don't even ask me if I'm dating anybody <laughs> they're just so content with my sister's husband who is amazing that they're like i re- uh we have we got one we got one out
0: of- well let me ask you this do they ever kind of put that pressure on you
1: no but I, only because I That's think amazing. at this point, like they've kind of, I, I'm always like, like, should I be worried that they've stopped asking me? Because like <laughs> in my, in my mid twenties, they asked me a lot and now they're kind of, right. it's almost like a sore subject. Like they know now not to ask me, which is
0: I really am hoping to get to that point with my parents, but for some reason, no matter how cunty I am in response to them asking me, they will, they just continue. And I'm like, I, if I just act a little bit bitchier, maybe they'll stop. If I'm just like a little bit more of an asshole, like maybe they'll, but like, I think it also tickles my mom. Like, I think she likes how annoyed I am by it. I'm like, so this is just turning into like a weird, like bullying tactic. Now you're, now you're just being mean to me. Have they tried to set you up? Oh, I mean constantly. It's no, literally like, no, every like, day of my life. Yes,
1: I know that because, like, obviously, look, um, um yeah, I get yeah. it. But like, have they have yeah, you yeah. actually like participated? Like, have you actually like gone on any setup twice?
0: Okay, literally twice. One time when I was like twenty-two, so many moons ago, and then one time. I think it was probably a year ago. And this guy was such a fucking asshole that like, I feel like my parents will never try to like push for something like that again, because he was like, he showed up and showed up two hours late. Okay. so he He was supposed to pick me up for coffee from my parents' house because, you know, like my parents are like, my parents are pretty like religious but they're not traditional so like, yeah, so, like traditionally mm-hmm. like that wouldn't be how it goes down but then right, like right, for right. them it made them feel better that like he was picking me up from like their house even though we were going yeah. go to go get coffee and be on our own it's a so, sign anyways, of respect so, almost exactly it's a sign of respect yeah. so like he showed up two hours late. I was oh, fucking God. livid like, I, I can't believe he it. went I, I would
1: have not got I would be like sorry you missed the day. My
0: my mom was like, maybe something terrible happened. That was what my mom kept saying. She's like, maybe something. So I was like, okay, right, fair, fair enough. Maybe something did happen. This motherfucker didn't even apologize. Oh, and you. so basically- the way this date ended was by me being like, so are you going to apologize? Like so I, I I waited like five minutes and us being at the coffee shop. And I was like, so are you going to apologize? And he's like, for what? And I was like, for being late. And he was like, well, I got lost. And I was like, cool. It's What's like, hours? you have Google Maps. Yeah. I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. And then he was like, I think wow. like taken, like he was like taken back by the fact that I like called him out on it. Right. So then he started acting like a little bitch. And so I was like, you, I literally was like, well, you can leave. Like, you can go now. Wow. Like, I, I'm just going to finish my coffee, but, like, you can go. Like, you, you don't need to be here anymore. Like, this is – this doesn't need – this needs to go nowhere else. Because, like, if you can't even, like, take responsibility for wasting my time and my family's time, oh, like, yeah. that to me is, like, no, 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 no. Sorry.
1: No, that's not okay. Um, our, our time is money, honey. Like, don't- exactly and I and all I
0: could think of was like there's so much shit that I could be doing right now so if I had like- known a thousand per- that's one thing I would say is a deal breaker like not respecting someone's time like yeah I just it's it and especially for if you're a freelancer like your time is very special and like there's no such thing as a fucking weekend like I don't have a weekend like right. every day is a work day to a certain degree so like I can always be doing more work. I can always be working on something else and like, please but, don't waste my time. But even then,
1: like you don't have to justify it. It's like, if you give somebody your time, there's an opportunity cost of, mm-hmm. even if it's just sitting in front of the television, watching Real Housewives, it's like, that's time you gave up doing something you really love. It doesn't even, you don't have to justify it with work. It's just like, you wasted my time point blank. And like, I think people always feel like they need to be like, I I had to work or I couldn't. It's like, no, there's no, because I had to, it's just period. You just wasted my time. Sorry. That's time. I want to know. I'm never getting back.
0: A thousand percent, but wait, I want to know, have you ever entertained your parents trying to set you up with someone?
1: They've never tried. And, um, well, well, also like I've been away from home for a really long time. Like I, you know, like I live on the other side of the world. So it's like, it's kind of impossible, but I'm not opposed to people setting me up. Like I don't, I, I would be very open to being set up because I feel like the people who I would trust to set me up, know me well enough to know know what I'm interested in and I I also love to set people up because I think like no one knows you better than the people in your life like your intimate circle your friends so it's like if I'm setting my friend up I know kind of and I've had relatively pretty good success with setting people up like even if they don't end up together forever like there's definitely a connection and a chemistry and like it's sort of you know, whether they become friends later on or whatever, but it's like, it usually, I've
0: never missed. You should definitely have a matchmaking show.
1: Someone like someone you- asked me, are you the new millionaire matchmaker? And I was like, isn't it crazy that millionaire matchmaker was a show? Like you could go yeah. on a show to meet a millionaire.
0: <laughs> what? I want to go on that show. I would love to. <laughs> LOL. Like, I, I, that's my That's like my dream. Like can we make that happen? Okay. But like, no, literally I'm like, you should. I think there's an app now. I don't know what it's called, but I think there is a dating app where like, you like you set friends up. Is that not a real thing? Did I just make that up? I
1: don't know, but I'm definitely going to look into it. But it's funny you say that because I am working on a project for 2021 that um, involves that. So stay tuned. I can't say anything else, oh. but...
0: <laughs> oh, I'm like, I will interrogate you when you are done. you be a guess. I mean- <laughs> yes. Yes, I don't even know what it is, but the answer is yes. I literally, I'm like, I have zero information, no details. I just know that it's going to be a project with Amrit, so I'm, I know it's going to be good, so I'm down.
1: Women always ask me, "Can you set me up with someone?" I'm like, "Hun, if I knew a good man, I'd be dating him." Psych, no, thousand, no, not really. Uh, I I actually love setting people up. I love. I I don't know if it's like the Indian in me that like bringing people together. You know, like even if you look at Indian weddings, like that shit lasts for like three or four days, like it goes on for a long time. Like we really celebrate love in our culture. And that's something that like I enjoy so much. I love seeing my friends happy in relationships. I love meeting my friends, partners. I love setting people up. Like I love love. I'm definitely not a cynic. So like, It's something I, like, that men are trash take, I hate. Like, I never get involved in that men are trash take. I think women are as equally trash as men. I know because I've been a trash woman before. Right now I'm a hot girl. But, like,
0: (laughs) you know, I've done some trash ass things.
1: So it's, like, everybody's trash, okay?
0: Like – Oh, I've definitely done, like, absolutely, like, fucking, like, just – shit that I unspeakable shit like I've done like whenever they're like oh my ex is crazy I'm like I've been that crazy Uh, oh my god I always I have
1: I'm really glad I'm glad about growing that but like I like my stories of being a crazy ex are so insane like there was one like breakup I had when I was like I think I was I must have been like 18 and by the way I treated this person badly and he broke up with me because he got tired of my shit. And <laughs> I fight, I like, we're all at this like nightclub, which by the way, there's like two nightclubs in Perth. So like you always run into your exes because like there's no other place you can go. And the legal age there is 18. So you're like basically out clubbing at 18. I, I, I see him. He, there's, he's talking to another, I don't even know if he's talking to a girl who's like a friend, by the way. Like I just go up to him uh, they're sitting at a table. I interrupt this conversation. I I like slide into the booth, and I immediately burst into tears. And I go, "Why don't you love me anymore?" And I start banging my head on the table.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is literally the most eighteen year old shit I've I'm ever Banging heard my, my life. head on the
1: table. And he's just trying to stop me because he's like,
0: "I right, right, right." Just he's like, going,
1: oh. I gotta get you out of here. Like I'm literally, like physically, just like banging my head on the table, and I'm just like telling this story. Like you would think I would be mortified by my behavior, but I no. look back on it and I'm like, no. wow, iconic. So glad I'm not that
0: person. Literally, anymore. but imagine, imagine. And, and that's why. It's because you're not that person anymore, and that's the thing I truly believe. In order to be, like you said, a fucking hot girl, you have to be crazy girl. You have to evolve from crazy girl. You have to let all the crazy out. You have to do the weird shit where you're like showing up places and like, you know, calling someone, Uh, I don't know, 20 times. Listen, like I live my
1: truth and I know you do too. And I just speak my (laughs) mind. So like if I'm about to leave you for audio messages that are one minute 38 seconds on like (laughs) my thoughts and feelings like you're gonna get them because I kind of don't hold things back in but I but in the same way like I respect it when somebody gives it back to me like I have a level of respect for that because it's like I'm like okay this person I need that by the way I need someone who can push back because I can very easily walk all over somebody so I need someone who'll be like no I need boundaries so like when I feel
0: like we're very similar a bit, in relationships
1: right like yeah I, I I need that desperately because also for my line of like for what I do like I'm an entrepreneur and I I'm my own boss so like I call the shots I have to nobody works harder for me than I do which actually I shouldn't say that because I have two really amazing agents who work very hard for me incredible um but Gabe and Nicole, if you've listened to an hour and nine minutes of this, I love you guys so much. Um, but at the end of the day, when you work for yourself, you have to take care of everything. So it's like you mm-hmm. want that one, like relationships and love, is the one vertical in my life where I'm like, I just want to be taken care of for a little bit. Like I don't want to have. To I'm push baby. Off. in like, relationships. I I'm am literally baby. baby. And a uh, Simran yeah. loves it. I, I, I love Simran and Hannah. Our two friends who, you've had Simran on the podcast. Yeah, Um, it is. Simran's been on the podcast. Amazing um, episodes. Funny, because
0: that episode is called I'm Baby With Power. I was just about to say, so
1: that's that's what I was getting to. Um, That's Hannah's, oh, I don't want to blow it up, but like at one point I think it was her Finster's bio a baby power and then simmer and adopted it and like i'm baby with power is the best it's literally my favorite tagline of all time because it's like i do want to be a fucking baby but also like i want you to like you know give me a little spank and tell me off when i'm being naughty because i will be naughty <laughs> and you know like that's hot like i respect it like when someone's like you're you're being mad crazy like you need to dial it back a little bit i have more respect for them than them just kind of letting me wild out because I will like I will one hundred percent do that.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely need someone to tell me like, okay, that's enough now. Like to- <laughs> that's enough, hun. <laughs> like, like sure, ha- have your little have your little hot chocolate now. Like have a seat, it's fine. Like I'm telling you, I literally and and it's exactly like you explained it. Like I feel like I'm constantly in the position of power in every other aspect of my life. So when it comes to my relationship, like. I want you to figure out what the fuck we're doing and where we're going. And I tell you, I'm
1: so happy to hear you say this because I know that you have a really good relationship with your dad. And I always wondered if, if I needed that because I definitely have daddy issues, but like, I know how close you are with your father. I actually love how much you talked about it, by the way. And, um, I always wondered if it was because of that. So I'm kind of relieved to hear you say that because my friend orange one time said to me, and I never ever forgot this. Like she said, you know, I am, I have such a high standard of love because my dad, oh uh, my, my ex, my examples and my, and the love that I've received from men have been of such a high standard that I know never to expect less. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. like, I don't have that. Like, I And, like, it was the first time I really was, like, damn it. Like, maybe that's why I accept a lot of – I chase after a lot of things or I accept a lot of things that I know aren't, like are, – it is not me being treated at my best. And yeah. so it's kind of cool to hear you say that because, like, I know that, like, you know, you and your dad, you have such a good relationship.
0: But I think it's just it's, – I, I think that a lot of times, like, society does want women to believe that you behave this way because you have – what they consider to be daddy issues. And I, and I'm not negating that, you know, like having, not having a close relationship with a parent or a mother or father does probably affect you. But at the same time, I think it all kind of comes down to like who you are at your core and kind of like, you know, just navigating life and like, you know, I I've definitely done shit that if anyone heard it, they would be like, Oh, you have daddy issues. But I'm like, literally my dad has been my number one hype man my entire life. I talk to him every fucking day. Like literally if I want to feel special, I just text my dad and be like, Baba, am I special? And he'll tell me you're (gasps) the most special girl in the world. Like I'm 30, I'm going to be 32 years old and I do that shit. But like, I don't think it really, like, I think it just comes down to like, your life experiences and also your personality and all of these other factors come into play. Like, obviously I think your upbringing does impact you in certain ways, but also I really think it's, it's who you are at your core. That's yeah. what's going to come show through when you're in a relationship or when you're, you know, with someone. Like, I think that it really just because is, like, you can like past all forms. those things.
1: Like, I know that, like, while, while, like, my parenting and, like, my life, my upbringing stuff have definitely affected me. I think, like, the therapy I've done and the work I've done on myself, like, Mm -hmm. I've actually moved past
0: that. But yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And like, and it's and it's so issue. It's so funny because I, for the longest time, I think because I have such a good relationship with my dad, I never actually thought about it. But I think I have mommy issues. Like my mom wow. is a great person, but like she worked so much growing up. And like, as I literally it unfolded during the pandemic, I was talking to my friend and I said something, and like I started crying. And then I like thought about it the next day. and I was like, "Fuck, do I have mommy issues?" Like, Isn't that, and it's I'd something never that never gets. It, it doesn't really get
1: brought up as much but it's very much a real thing
0: it's definitely a real thing and it's like it's not that she was like an absent mother anything like that it's just that she worked so much that it like made me feel some type of way when I was a kid and obviously now I'm like that was a great role model for me to have but like I can't negate the fact that it like it did make me feel some type of way and um but I will say having a Palestinian mother like trying to talk to her talk through my feelings and emotions with her it's just very unproductive. I will definitely talk to a therapist about it and not her because my mom is just like, when I was little, all I wanted to do was not be bombed to death. And I'm like, all right, cool, sick. Uh, glad we had this talk. Um, have a nice one, mom. I will keep my mommy issues to to, to therapy and not with you. But it, it's very interesting though. I think that a lot of times society kind of wants us to believe that like, oh, you're behaving this way because of X, Y, and Z. But like, I really think it's not that, it's not that simple. I also think you can
1: pinpoint a lot of of your characteristics or behavior to your upbringing. Even like I've looked into like past life regression and like holding trauma and like like epigenetics and like mm-hmm. holding trauma in your DNA that's passed down. Like I think you can pinpoint so much to other factors, but at the end of the day, the onus and the responsibility of you is to not be an asshole. Like because I love when people are like please stop using your horoscope as an example to why you're a shitty person. It's like, no matter what, like, I, and I've experienced this a lot, a lot of the men that I've dated, they, they like um, weaponize their trauma into like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this happens to me, so that's why I'm like this. It's like, no, bad shits happen to everybody, actually, everybody. Like, because there's pain and trauma and like disappointment and heartbreak, that's subjective. So everybody at some point, like, has gone through that so like you just need to work through whatever your shit is because like a lot of the times like us like being in therapy is because a lot of other people won't get therapy like literally everybody needs therapy (sighs) I'm I'm like go get help first of all
0: therapy can never hurt and I'm so excited because I got new insurance and I think that I'm going to have people in my network who I can go see which I'm like really excited about because therapy is fucking expensive it is and but like I think if you have access to therapy like you can just never. it therapy never hurts that's what I always say like never never hurt never. it's changed and, my, and life. It my it, life it's saved my life it's
1: changed my life like yeah it's
0: amazing and also like I think that like we all have like talk about self-care and self-care I'm like there is no greater form of self-care than I think having someone to talk to an unbiased person who's not judging you like I think that That's something that we all should need. Like, I genuinely feel like it should be accessible to everyone. Like, more than anything else, like, therapy can really, really, really change your life. The two best
1: presents I ever gave myself, one, getting a dog, and two, (laughs) going into therapy. Like, you will never, ever regret either of those three things.
0: A thousand percent. Because you're you're investing in yourself. And then also, like, having a sweet animal who, like, loves you unconditionally. Like, dude. I I mean... There's nothing like it.
1: Yeah, like, uh, hands down, adopting a dog is the best decision I've ever made. Made me be responsible, made me be accountable, made me mm-hmm. be self-aware.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's so wild, like, how animals know when you're, like, sad and shit, and like, they'll come cuddle you. It's, it's It never ceases to amaze me. I'm like, how do you know? Like, I how, don't know how, how do people know? have
1: survived this pandemic without an animal. Like, the like and, and in the beginning when I was in New York and that shit was so bleak, like New York really – because I was there for the, the height of the pandemic when like yep. there yep. were freezers outside every hospital. It smelled like death. Ugh. Like every two minutes you hear the ambulance going. They shut everything down. You know, in New York also you're in smaller spaces so I'm in this tiny one-bedroom apartment and I'm just there alone. And thank God I had my dog because like at one point – I realized I started talking to Soy, which was, like, problematic in itself. Because I hadn't seen somebody. And I wasn't dating anyone at the time. So I was, like, I have literally seen nobody, nothing. I started just being, like, shall we go out today? Shall we, like – I was having full-on conversations with my dog. Not normal, but, like – I'm, like,
0: is that bad because I do that.
1: Right? But I was, like, thank God I have this animal. Like, what are other people doing in this? Like, I really couldn't – it was, like – I also think when you – that's something that I love is like when when I meet someone who has a pet, I'm like, okay, I already know so many things about you. Like, one, you're a grown up because you're responsible mm-hmm. for a life, mm-hmm. and two, like it just says a lot about you. Like, if someone is like, I don't fuck with animals, or I'm a, not a dog person, I'm like deal breaker. Like, we're just not uh, like I
0: a hundred sorry, and that's the thing. It's it. There are certain things that I'm like, no, yeah, no. Like, if you genuinely don't like animals, like, I can't, yeah. Like, even if if you're like I'm allergic it's like
1: allergic I kind of like understand but even then it's a deal breaker for me because it's like my dog sleeps in the bed and like sorry that's not changing because of you. so you're just gonna get down exactly
0: exactly so like maybe you should you should go take some medication because they, they do make medication for for pet allergies but like also like I don't know I just really do think that when people say like oh I'm not a dog person I'm like who the fuck doesn't like dogs? Like I have never seen a dog and not said, "Oh my god, look at that dog!" Like, it's like there's pup. just never,
1: there's right. never yeah, been an no. occasion, and I don't like just say, I, I like every dog, like every big,
0: every dog, oh
1: every three legged, missing an eye, like it, I love all the dogs. So it's like
0: that every dog I see, I will always ask, "Can I pet your dog?" Like there's never a dog that I don't want to pet, and I'm like. How do people like dogs? Are so sweet. Actually, like a little. Funnily funny. enough,
1: the guy that ghosted me that I talked about earlier on, he had an amazing dog who I met. I still think about Ugh. that dog. That dog was so beautiful. It was. It he uh, it was a a greyhound. Um, my sister has a greyhound, Pip. So I love oh, greyhound. It was it was honestly such a beautiful dog. I was like, damn! I really fucked with this dog. It was disappointing. <laughs> um, That's just, I'm like, that it was is like, the most disappointing it was like part. double the heartbreak. Not the heartbreak, but like, I was like, man, I'm more bummed about losing access to this dog than anything. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I would literally be again more bummed about the dog. That's the other thing. Like when you when you know someone and you love their pet, and then they turn out to be a shitty person. I was like, so I never get to see. I never get to see your, your pet anymore. That like, was gosh, I don't know how really, I can reconcile really that.
1: Broke my heart when I like split with my last partner because he was so good to my dog. Like right. really just loved her. Like I was on tour a lot. He really held it down and looked after. Her and it made me love him so much more in return. Because I was like, you ride for my animal. Like, you know? That that's mm-hmm. just like when somebody loves you, they love the things you care about. And like he was never even really a dog person, like in the beginning. Like he liked dogs, but like He really became a dog person because of that. And
0: And that was such an attractive quality to
1: me. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you were open to that. And and I have so much respect for you. Fire.
0: And it's like, yeah, I love how we're like, okay, so what's so far on our list? Has to love dogs. Um, I think that's that's basically the conclusion we've come to. Just has to love dogs. Must believe in God. Just just must. (laughs) In some type of. Must believe in God. <laughs> like
1: who would literally, love must
0: be God-fearing, 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 dog-loving.
1: God-fearing, dog-loving. LOL. Just trying to think what my the deal-breakers are. <laughs> um,
0: literally, Amrit, <laughs> I love having you on. Like, I feel like there's going to be a part two. It's inevitable. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to have you on the show in person in real life face to face I can't wait like literally I just want I feel like I could I wish I could like describe the energy you have through the podcast and I'm hoping that like people can feel it but like you just have some of the best fucking energy to be around and like I genuinely just really am so glad that we were able to talk and like catch up and like have you on the show so Honest. thank you so much I'm honored
1: to be on this when you were like I need you on I hit you straight away and was like okay when
0: literally I was like oh my god I was like
1: say less give me a time and I think we made it like it was like two days your type of girl it? yeah I'm, I'm
0: literally a, my type of girl go
1: out get <laughs> it I shoot my shot I shot my shot with this podcast and now I'm on it
0: <laughs> literally that, that's not proof to shoot your shot that I don't know what it is Emir, where can everyone find you online anything that you want to plug anything I'm gonna have it all linked also in the episode description
1: we'll say so i I basically share – <laughs> we spoke so much about sharing stuff online. Everything is sort of hyperlinked to my Instagram. So I'm it's itsamra on Instagram, and you can follow my music, my dating, my life, my trash takes on everything and anything there. And, yeah, I mean, 2021, got a lot of – got a music project coming out. Got a dating project coming out that I can't talk about. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be – Join me I for the journey.
0: So <laughs> Definitely. She is a follow on Instagram that you will not regret. You will not want to mute her. That's, that's what I will say. I'm like, well, I, I'm amazed care.
1: because sometimes I post like a hundred stories and I'm like, I am incredibly touched at the people that are so subscribed to my bullshit. Like it's incredible. I love them. It's lo- because I, you're and that, not
0: annoying. And
1: that's why I respond. I respond to most people, unless it's like, you know, an aggressive man or something like I do I, I read everything if I don't get the chance to respond to everything and I do talk a lot in my DMs because I'm just truly touched that people are interested. Really,
0: truly. Same. Honestly <laughs> same. Um and then as always you guys can follow Arab American Psycho on Instagram where I'm gonna have a lovely picture of Amra. I already know which one I'm picking. Oh my God. Um and you You can follow me on Instagram at Nora E and Amrit again. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's been a pleasure. And I'll talk to you guys next Sunday.